Hello, this is Tiffany, Thought Process of Tiffany. I want to speak on self-esteem and loving yourself and hearing your call and knowing that you have a problem with loving yourself. I was just on a live and I was speaking about from 2008 to 2009 and and so on and how I didn't love myself, how I let my body be used sexually, how I thought that if a man touched me, he loved me, that I dealt with the good-looking guys that were bad to me, but I didn't deal with the good-looking, nice guys that were good to me. I didn't know the difference because all I wanted to do was be loved, but I also had a sex addiction. So I'm dealing with the sex addiction on top of the trying to love myself. See, I looked good on the outside. Had that body right on the outside, but my mind went right on the inside. I was not right. I would go and leave from my house at 10.30, 11.30 at night, disrespecting myself, going to clubs, coming home at 2, 3, 4 in the morning, not understanding my worth. I did not know my worth. I thought my worth was measured by a man. It's nothing wrong with a woman loving a man. But when she thinks that her worth is measured by a man, she really don't love herself or know herself. And all I wanted was the man's attention. And I wanted his need and I and I wanted him to love me. So I thought giving him sex and being sexual with him was love when it was not. Then when I would say no, they would turn on me and talk about me. And I went through these situations a lot and a lot and a lot. And I, I didn't know what to do with it. I had a sex addiction. Sometimes I would just be with anybody because I just wanted that feeling. So here I was with an addiction and here I was with a self-esteem problem. And, and there I was stuck, didn't know what to do. Well, then when I was start loving myself, I got criticism. I got this. I got that. You know, uh, it just, you know, things would not turn around in my favor. Then I would feel lonely and I would go through periods of loneliness and overeating and and overdoing because I wanted that love and that attention from a man. So I dealt with guys who I had to pay money. You know, I would have to pay for their food and pick them up and do this and and literally dealt with guys that didn't mean me no good because I just wanted that man in my life. And I didn't know that my worth was just as amazing as a me breathing. That I didn't know that <laughs> I was getting looked at so negatively by men that when I went out at night by myself, they saw me as the night person. They saw me as that person. I ain't got to take her out. I ain't got to do nothing with her. I just want to have sex with her. She ain't the woman I want to take out. She ain't the woman I want to take home to my mother. She's not the woman that I need. I want to just use her. And when I did meet guys who wanted to take me out and take me to picnics and take me to their family house, I would deal with them for a couple of weeks or a week or two or something like that. But it didn't float my boat. And they they were good looking, handsome guys, and it just didn't get to me. I just wasn't wasn't into it. I wanted the one that treated me bad. Didn't know why. 
when I had ones that, that were good looking, wanted to treat me right. And I just got myself in situations with people I didn't know, less strangers in my house. I was a sex addict. And it was just by the grace of God that God has kept me and blessed me. I'm still on that journey. I'm still learning. I had a little self-esteem thing the other day and didn't think I was beautiful enough for people or dignitaries or celebrities or people to come up and talk to me or would they talk to me and God let me know that you are amazing that you are awesome and I'm gonna have everybody talking to you and I'm gonna have people in your face but I'm so glad that I could sit down and not go to sex and not go to uh to alcohol and not go to something that was going to endanger me that I knew that my worth was just more than me laying down with somebody to get the intention or I would let a man do this or that or take pictures of me or do this or that because my self-esteem was so low but I had a sex addiction. Hello, this is Tiffany, Thought Process of Tiffany. I want to speak on self-esteem and loving yourself and hearing your call and knowing that you have a problem with loving yourself. I was just on a live and I was speaking about from 2008 to 2009 and and so on and how I didn't love myself, how I let my body be used sexually, how I thought that if a man touched me, he loved me, that I dealt with the good-looking guys that were bad to me, but I didn't deal with the good-looking, nice guys that were good to me. I didn't know the difference because all I wanted to do was be loved, but I also had a sex addiction. So I'm dealing with the sex addiction on top of the trying to love myself. See, I looked good on the outside. Had that body right on the outside, but my mind went right on the inside. I was not right. I would go and leave from my house at 10.30, 11.30 at night, disrespecting myself, going to clubs, coming home at 2, 3, 4 in the morning, not understanding my worth. I did not know my worth. I thought my worth was measured by a man. It's nothing wrong with a woman loving a man. But when she thinks that her worth is measured by a man, she really don't love herself or know herself. And all I wanted was the man's attention. And I wanted his need and I and I wanted him to love me. So I thought giving him sex and being sexual with him was love when it was not. Then when I would say no, they would turn on me and talk about me. And I went through these situations a lot and a lot and a lot. And I, I didn't know what to do with it. I had a sex addiction. Sometimes I would just be with anybody because I just wanted that feeling. So here I was with an addiction and here I was with a self-esteem problem. And, and there I was stuck, didn't know what to do. Well, then when I would start loving myself, I got criticism. I got this. I got that. You know, uh, it just, you know, things would not turn around in my favor. Then I would feel lonely. 
And I would go through periods of loneliness and overeating and and overdoing because I wanted that love and that attention from a man. So I dealt with guys who I had to pay money. You know, I would have to pay for their food and pick them up and do this and and literally dealt with guys that didn't mean me no good because I just wanted that man in my life. And I didn't know that my worth was just as amazing as a me breathing. That I didn't know that <laughs> I was getting looked at so negatively by men that when I went out at night by myself, they saw me as the night person. They saw me as that person. I ain't got to take her out. I ain't got to do nothing with her. I just want to have sex with her. She ain't the woman I want to take out. She ain't the woman I want to take home to my mother. She's not the woman that I need. I want to just use her. And when I did meet guys who wanted to take me out and take me to picnics and take me to their family house, I would deal with them for a couple of weeks or a week or two or something like that. But it didn't float my boat. And they they were good looking, handsome guys, and it just didn't get to me. I just wasn't wasn't into it. I wanted the one that treated me bad. Didn't know why. When I had ones that, that were good looking, wanted to treat me right. And I just got myself in situations with people I didn't know, let strangers in my house. I was a sex addict. And it was just by the grace of God that God has kept me and blessed me. I'm still on that journey. I'm still learning. I had a little self-esteem thing the other day and didn't think I was beautiful enough for people or dignitaries or celebrities or people to come up and talk to me or would they talk to me. And God let me know that you are amazing, that you are awesome. And I'm going to have everybody talking to you and I'm going to have people in your face. But I'm so glad that I could sit down and not go to sex and not go to uh, to alcohol and not go to something that was going to endanger me. That I knew that my worth was just more than me laying down with somebody to get the attention. Or I would let a man do this or that or take pictures of me or do this or that. Because my self-esteem was so low, but I had a sex addiction. Hello, this is Tiffany, Thought Process of Tiffany. I want to speak on self-esteem and loving yourself and hearing your call and knowing that you have a problem with loving yourself. I was just on a live and I was speaking about from 2008 to 2009 and and so on and how I didn't love myself, how I let my body be used sexually, how I thought that if a man touched me, he loved me, that I dealt with the good-looking guys that were bad to me, but I didn't deal with the good-looking, nice guys that were good to me. I didn't know the difference because all I wanted to do was be loved, but I also had a sex addiction. So I'm dealing with the sex addiction on top of the trying to love myself. See, I looked good on the outside. Had that body right on the outside, but my mind went right on the inside. I was not right. I would go and leave from my house at 1030, 1130 at night, disrespecting myself, going to clubs, coming home at 2, 3, 4 in the morning, not understanding my worth. I did not know my worth. 
I thought my worth was measured by a man. It's nothing wrong with a woman loving a man. But when she thinks that her worth is measured by a man, she really don't love herself or know herself. And all I wanted was the man's attention. And I wanted his need and I and I wanted him to love me. So I thought giving him sex and being sexual with him was love when it was not. Then when I would say no, they would turn on me and talk about me. And I went through these situations a lot and a lot and a lot. And I, I didn't know what to do with it. I had a sex addiction. Sometimes I would just be with anybody because I just wanted that feeling. So here I was with an addiction and here I was with a self-esteem problem. And and there I was stuck, didn't know what to do. Well, then when I would start loving myself, I got criticism. I got this. I got that. You know, uh, it just, you know, things would not turn around in my favor. Then I would feel lonely. And I would go through periods of loneliness and overeating and, and overdoing because I wanted that love and that attention from a man. So I dealt with guys who I had to pay money. You know, I would have to pay for their food and pick them up and do this. And and literally dealt with guys that didn't mean me no good because I just wanted that man in my life. And I didn't know that my worth was just as amazing as a me breathing. That I didn't know. That <laughs> I was getting looked at so negatively by men that when I went out at night by myself, they saw me as the night person. They saw me as that person. I ain't got to take her out. I ain't got to do nothing with her. I just want to have sex with her. She ain't the woman I want to take out. She ain't the woman I want to take home to my mother. She's not the woman that I need. I want to just use her. And... When I did meet guys who wanted to take me out and take me to picnics and take me to their family house, I would deal with them for a couple of weeks or a week or two or something like that. But it didn't float my boat. And they they were good-looking, handsome guys, and it just didn't get to me. I just wasn't, wasn't into it. I wanted the one that treated me bad. Didn't know why. When I had ones that, that were good-looking, wanted to treat me right. And I just got myself in situations with people I didn't know, let strangers in my house. I was a sex addict. And it was just by the grace of God that God has kept me and blessed me. I'm still on that journey. I'm still learning. I had a little self-esteem thing the other day and didn't think I was beautiful enough for people or dignitaries or celebrities or people to come up and talk to me or would they talk to me and God let me know that you are amazing that you are awesome and I'm gonna have everybody talking to you and I'm gonna have people in your face but I'm so glad that I could sit down and not go to sex and not go to uh to alcohol and not go to something that was going to endanger me that I knew that my worth was just more than me laying down with somebody to get the attention or I would let a man do this or that or take pictures of me or do this or that because my self-esteem was so low but I had a sex addiction. Hello, this is Tiffany, the thought process of Tiffany. I'm coming to you. I'm in the dark. (laughs) Hurricane Michael came and... um, We got wind and rain, but I'm coming to you at a time that I am, I'm feeling very vulnerable.
I'm feeling like I'm a failure. I'm feeling like that nothing can't go right for me. But I know that I have a purpose. I have a plan. I have a journey that I need to that I need to go on that I need to tell you about. I'm here dealing with loneliness. I'm dealing with <laughs> I'm dealing with knowing that I want the relationship and the love and the man that I want and but every time I turn around it's always that I'm at a hotel. I'm always at a hotel. It don't matter that I go to dinner and he takes me back home and he respects me and he calls me. But you got to always take me to a hotel. I I don't need to be at a hotel. I deal with sex addiction. I deal with an addiction that takes over your mind, that takes over your being, that takes over your soul. And once you start it, you cannot stop it. I don't need nobody who can't call me every day, who who can only call me one or two times a day, you, one or two times a week. What What is that? And then you expect to see me and want to have sex with me. No. I'm manic. I'm bipolar. When you're bipolar and you go into a manic mode, you instantly want to have sex because you're on a high. You got that anxiety. And that anxiety is so high, you need to come down. You got to come down. So you you know it's either drugs, it's alcohol, or sex. Sex is the biggest one. That drug will make you intoxicated. It'll make you drunk. It'll make you sick. It will take you into places and things you ain't never been. You might think that you can go and have fun and you are sick with that person because you want to be around that person and know what that person doing and you are indebted and you are intoxicated in that person because that addiction of that person that person has a lust on them you have a lust on you you want that power that sex addiction power you you want that feeling you want the feeling you need to be needed you need to feel loved you need to feel touched you ain't in love. You in love with the feeling. You in love with that sex. You in love with, with having it. You in love with wanting it. You in love with watching it. That's what you in love with. And then after you feel bad, you want to crawl in a fetal position. You want to cry. You want to go drink it away. You want to go get some drugs and do and, and snort it away and do whatever you got to do. Or you want to go take a lot of pills and drug up and go to sleep. Because you feel so bad. Sex addiction makes you feel good and it brings you down. And I I slipped up two weeks ago. But I can't slip again. Because it takes you to porn and it takes you to things and you look at stuff that you aren't supposed to look at. And you do things you don't supposed to do and you go out all types of night. And you you get into this pattern. Sex, sex, sex. Because that addiction is so high. And you be on a high and that anxiety is on it. It's telling you to go out, do this, do that. And sometimes you can't look at pictures and sometimes you can't be in groups and sometimes you can't even do things that you normally would do because that sex addiction is killing you.
It ain't killing your body. It's killing your soul and your spirit and your being. You're dying daily to that sex addiction. And I have been dying daily to it. <laughs> in many ways than one. And that's just physical. Sometimes it's looking. Sometimes it's doing. Sometimes being around people that have a sexual spirit on them. And they, and they say these lustful things and say stuff. And you don't know that you don't need to be around that. You know, sex addiction is evil. Sex addiction is something that only God can cure that. Only God can deliver that that because this thing here, it takes you through hell. And I'm tired of it. But I'm here to help anybody who's going through it because I'm going through it with you. Going, trying to keep myself together, not being things I'm supposed to be, thinking things I'm supposed to think, not not trying to be in the temptations and the things and the triggers. So I just wanted to say that, and I hope that uh, you all know that you're still okay with sex addiction. You're still awesome and amazing. And you, God love you. He love you. He love you. He might not love your mistake, but he love you and he going to be there for you in your mistake. You wonder why you here living to tell it and you done been through so much because you got a story to tell about your sex addiction. You got a story to tell about you. And it's nothing wrong with you. I will come back with some stories. I will come back with some type of story to tell you about my sex addiction. Um, But know that you are not by yourself. You are not by yourself. It's more people than you that got it. So you be blessed. Bye-bye. And this is Tiffany. Thought process of Tiffany. Hello, this is Tiffany, the thought process of Tiffany. I'm coming to you. I'm in the dark. (laughs) Hurricane Michael came, and um, we got wind and rain, but I'm coming to you at a time that I am, I'm feeling very vulnerable. I'm feeling like I'm a failure. I'm feeling like that nothing can't go right for me. But I know that I have a purpose. I have a plan. I have a journey that I need to that I need to go on that I need to tell you about. I'm here dealing with loneliness. I'm dealing with <laughs> I'm dealing with knowing that I want the relationship and the love and the man that I want and but every time I turn around it's always that I'm at a hotel. I'm always at a hotel. It don't matter that I go to dinner and he takes me back home and he respects me. And he calls me. But you got to always take me to a hotel. I I don't need to be at a hotel. I deal with sex addiction. 
I deal with an addiction that takes over your mind, that takes over your being, that takes over your soul. And once you start it, you cannot stop it. I don't need nobody who can't call me every day, who who can only call me one or two times a day, you, one or two times a week. What What is that? And then you expect to see me and want to have sex with me. No. I'm manic. I'm bipolar. When you're bipolar and you go into a manic mode, you instantly want to have sex because you're on a high. You got that anxiety. And that anxiety is so high, you need to come down. You got to come down. So you you know it's either drugs, it's alcohol, or sex. Sex is the biggest one. That drug will make you intoxicated. It'll make you drunk. It'll make you sick. It will take you into places and things you ain't never been. You might think that you can go and have fun and you are sick with that person because you want to be around that person and know what that person doing. And you are indebted and you are intoxicated in that person because that addiction of that person. That person has a lust on them. You have a lust on you. You want that power, that sex addiction power. You you want that feeling. You want the feeling. You need to be needed. You need to feel loved. You need to feel touched. You ain't in love. You in love with the feeling. You in love with that sex. You in love with, with having it. You in love with wanting it. You in love with watching it. That's what you in love with. And then after you feel bad, you want to crawl in a fetal position. You want to cry. You want to go drink it away. You want to go get some drugs and do and, and snort it away and do whatever you got to do. <laughs> or you want to go take a lot of pills and drug up and go to sleep. Because you feel so bad. Sex addiction makes you feel good and it brings you down. And I'm, I... Slipped up two weeks ago, but I can't slip again because it takes you to porn and it takes you to things and you look at stuff that you're supposed to look at and you do things you don't supposed to do and you go out all types of night and you you get into this pattern, sex, 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 because that addiction is so high. And you be on a high and that anxiety is it's telling you to go out, do this, do that. And sometimes you can't look at pictures and sometimes you can't be in groups and sometimes you can't even do things that you normally would do because that sex addiction is killing you. It ain't killing your body. It's killing your soul and your spirit and your being. You're dying daily to that sex addiction. And I have been dying daily to it. (laughs) In many ways than one. And that's just physical. Sometimes it's looking. Sometimes it's doing. Sometimes being around people that have a sexual spirit on them. And they and they say these lustful things and say stuff. And you don't know that you don't need to be around that. You know, sex addiction is evil. Sex addiction is something that only God can cure that. Only God can deliver that that because this thing here, it takes you through hell. And I'm tired of it. 
But I'm here to help anybody who's going through it because I'm going through it with you. I'm going trying to keep myself together, not being things I'm supposed to be, thinking things I'm supposed to think, not not trying to be in the temptations and the things and the triggers. So I just wanted to say that. And I hope that uh, you all know that you're still okay with sex addiction. You're still awesome and amazing. And you, God love you. He love you. He love you. He might not love your mistake, but he love you and he going to be there for you in your mistake. You wonder why you here living to tell it and you done been through so much because you got a story to tell about your sex addiction. You got a story to tell about you. And it's nothing wrong with you. I will come back with some stories. I will come back with some type of story to tell you about my sex addiction. Um, but know that <laughs> you are not by yourself. You are not by yourself. It's more people than you that got it. So you be blessed. Bye-bye. And this is Tiffany. Thought process of Tiffany. Hello, this is Tiffany, the thought process of Tiffany. I'm coming to you. I'm in the dark. <laughs> Hurricane Michael came, and um, we got wind and rain, but I'm coming to you at a time that I am I'm feeling very vulnerable. I'm feeling like I'm a failure. I'm feeling like that nothing can't go right for me. But I know that I have a purpose. I have a plan. I have a journey that I need to that I need to go on that I need to tell you about. I'm here dealing with loneliness. I'm dealing with <laughs> I'm dealing with knowing that I want the relationship and the love and the man that I want and but every time I turn around, it's always that I'm at a hotel. I'm always at a hotel. It don't matter that I go to dinner and he takes me back home and he respects me. And he calls me. But you got to always take me to a hotel. I, I don't need to be at a hotel. I deal with sex addiction. I deal with an addiction that takes over your mind, that takes over your being, that takes over your soul. And once you start it, you cannot stop it. I don't need nobody who can't call me every day, who who can only call me one or two times a day, you, one or two times a week. What What is that? And then you expect to see me and want to have sex with me. No. I'm manic, I'm bipolar. When you're bipolar and you go into a manic mode, you instantly want to have sex because you're going to high. You got that anxiety. And that anxiety is so high, you need to come down. You got to come down. So you you know it's either drugs, it's alcohol, or sex. Sex is the biggest one. That drug will make you intoxicated. It'll make you drunk. It'll make you sick. 
It will take you into places and things you ain't never been. You might think that you can go and have fun and you are sick with that person because you want to be around that person and know what that person doing and you are indebted and you are intoxicated in that person because that addiction of that person that person has lust on them you have a lust on you you want that power that sex addiction power you you want that feeling you want the feeling you need to be needed you need to feel loved you need to feel touched you ain't in love. You in love with the feeling. You in love with that sex. You in love with, with having it. You in love with wanting it. You in love with watching it. That's what you in love with. And then after you feel bad, you want to crawl in a fetal position. You want to cry. You want to go drink it away. You want to go get some drugs and do and, and snort it away and do whatever you got to do. Or you want to go take a lot of pills and drug up and go to sleep. Because you feel so bad. Sex addiction makes you feel good and it brings you down. And I I slipped up two weeks ago. But I can't slip again. Because it takes you to porn and it takes you to things and you look at stuff that you aren't supposed to look at. And you do things you don't supposed to do and you go out all types of night. And you you get into this pattern. Sex, sex, sex. Because that addiction is so high. And you be on a high and that anxiety is on it. It's telling you to go out, do this, do that. And sometimes you can't look at pictures and sometimes you can't be in groups and sometimes you can't even do things that you normally would do because that sex addiction is killing you. It ain't killing your body. It's killing your soul and your spirit and your being. You're dying daily to that sex addiction. And I have been dying daily to it. In many ways than one. And that's just physical. Sometimes it's looking. Sometimes it's doing. Sometimes being around people that have a sexual spirit on them. And they and they say these lustful things and say stuff. And you don't know that you don't need to be around that. You know, sex addiction is evil. Sex addiction is something that only God can cure that. Only God can deliver that that because this thing here it takes you through hell and I'm tired of it but I'm here to help anybody who's going through it because I'm going through it with you going trying to keep myself together not being things I'm supposed to be thinking things I'm supposed to think not not trying to be in the temptations and the Things in the triggers. So I just wanted to say that. And I hope that. uh, You all know that you're still okay. With sex addiction. You're still awesome and amazing. And you. God love you. He love you. He love you. He might not love your mistake. But he love you. And he gonna be there for you in your mistake. You wonder why you here living to tell it and you done been through so much because you got a story to tell about your sex addiction. You got a story to tell about you.
and it's nothing wrong with you. I will come back with some stories. I will come back with some type of story to tell you about my sex addiction. Um, but know that <laughs> you are not by yourself. You are not by yourself. It's more people than you that got it. So you be blessed. Bye-bye. And this is Tiffany with our process of Tiffany.